Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Awakenites. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm thrilled to bring on... Eighth grader Haley Conover uh, onto the podcast this week. A great night here in Awaka Night Country. Haley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Next week is homecoming week, and each year our knights love to give back to the community or to a cause. And this year, um, our night serve efforts are going to benefit Hearts for Haley. And Hearts for Haley uh, has been around for um, many years now and has done some great things for other people, um, all by collecting can tabs. And our can tab number that we're looking to collect next week for our nights is 10,000, which was set by Haley uh, this past week. She set the goal. Hopefully you saw our video um, on our social media, kind of talking about it. We wanted to talk a little bit more about it. So, Haley, why don't you start with talking about just how um, this started and kind of the mission uh, that you've been on uh, with this effort? Thanks for Haley was a way for people to keep track of how I was doing and stuff when I was two. So that they knew what was going on. And it was a way to pay back to others. For the smoking and so we started collecting the can tabs and returning them to the scrapyard and that's outstanding. So over the years, you know, um, you've been battling and and have been a tough cookie. Why don't you uh, you know tell people what you've been battling? Um, and, and, and how you, how hard you've been working. I have stage three metastatic adrenalytic carcinoma since I was two. So I've been fighting through that since I was two. I have had 23 surgeries. I've been on chemo for a while. And I have 27 different medicines to take a day. And you've been an unbelievable warrior, and it's been inspiring to see you, um, you know, take this on and do it in a way that, um, with, with such grace and grit, you know, grace and grit are two words that come to my mind when I when I think of you and 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 what you've worked through. And Hearts uh, uh, for Haley has just been a just a wonderful way for you to you know work through 
um, you know, what you've been through in a way that's now, despite helping yourself uh, and, and work through this and focus on yourself, you want to focus on other people and helping other people. So these, uh, these can tabs that you guys collect each year and take to the metal yard to get money for, that money goes uh, back to other families that are having to go to the hospital, correct? Yes. We raised over $5,000 in it. And the $5,000 goes towards the uh, parking passes because we know how much those passes, uh, you know, really add up as you keep making those visits, correct? Yeah. Whether you leave or not. You pay $6 a day even if you don't leave. Yeah, it, it's that. Yeah, it definitely adds up. And I think that talk about where different people, I mean, there's, we were talking the other day as far as where the can tabs come from. You know, you guys have people that are collecting these, these tabs uh, all over the place. Um, you know, talk about where they're coming from. And, and maybe a couple of the, like you talked about the Attica Rodeo a, a, as an example. Yeah, we get them from Canada, Florida, all over the place. The band in Buffalo. And currently right now on property, uh, in the video, uh, if you haven't seen it, make sure to check it out. You were standing in one of the barrels there uh, on your driveway. Um, how many total can tabs are on your property right now? Two point seven million. <laughs> Two point seven million can tabs. So that just shows to me the amount of love and support that people have for you, um, and that people are pulling for you and are in your corner uh, to to help you fight through this, and you know to continue to show that grace and grit that that you're all about. So you set the you know a a goal for our our students and our staff here to bring ten thousand in. I mean, what do you think? What do you think about that? The chances of our nights, you know, exceeding that goal. I know they can do it because they're a hard working team when we work together. And unfortunately, Mr. McCardle won't let me participate. <laughs> no, you are not going to participate because we're doing this for you, and you can sit back and hopefully watch these uh, tabs come in like water, uh, like a waterfall all week. So we'll be doing updates next week um, each day, kind of giving people the amount of you know that we have. And your dad's got a really cool system to be able to you know, figure this out and, you know, goes through the metal detecting, uh, making sure each tab is legit and weighing them and being able to, you know, be very accurate with that. How cool is it to be a part of that collection, counting and, and sorting? It's amazing. I couldn't do it without my family. We've had my cousins come over and help us, family, friends. Emerging night. Yeah, it's it's so awesome, and I think we're just thrilled to be able to support you uh, this upcoming week, and 
Um, I know that so many people uh, were able to see the great video uh, that you uh, were starring in uh, this week, and it just goes to show that you know what a community can do to, when they come together to help the cause. And I can only imagine the families that get those free passes on the other end over the years from your, um, you know, from the drive of the tabs, and how that positively impacts you know, what is most likely a tough time for them um, to see, you know, the, the, the rewards of, of your your and your family's hard work. Yeah. So, Haley, we will be counting those uh, and, and collecting those all this week. And, you know, as you know, from everyone here in Awak and Night Country, we are behind you in, in your fight. And you've done an amazing job. You continue to do your schoolwork. Uh, we continue to work hard and do great things, and uh, we're just so proud of, of your progress and, and, and where you're at. So, uh, Knights, this is your time to step up. We can't wait to see what you know how many we're going to bring in here and help this great cause. So, Haley, thank you so much uh, for joining the podcast. Anything else that you want to say uh, before we come to a close? Go Knights! That is really good, but I got one more question before we go. I got one more question. So it, it, many people that know Haley uh, well know the type of humor that she has and the wit that she also has as well. Uh, I've been on the receiving ends of some of, some of her pranks. Um, you know, let's talk about that for a second here because I, I wanted to showcase that. Why do you like these pranks and doing these jokes? I mean, you you gotten pretty good at it. Well, I do it in the hospital to my nurses, and I thought it'd be fun to do it to you. <laughs> so last year, uh, I was I came back in my office. This is just one of the times uh, I came back in my office, uh, sat down in my chair. Uh, to hear a air horn go off um, as I was sitting down. Uh, Haley and her uh, teacher's aide have, have equipped my chair, booby cha- uh, trap my chair, uh, in a way that literally had me uh, launching over my desk here in my office. So, you know, you definitely got me there. We've seen snakes. We've seen all different types of things uh, coming in the school, so... Just be, everyone's got to stay on Haley's good side. Oh, and I have more for you. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you for the, uh, thank you for the warning. I'm, I'm going to be looking all around my, my school here each day to make sure I'm not getting trapped. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, that was fun. I appreciate it, Haley. And uh, I'll be looking around. I'll be checking, watching my back. But I'm, I'm going to be watching to see how many tabs we get in here next week. I can't wait. And uh, you're an inspiration to us all. So thanks so much for being on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me again. All right. Let's do a Go Knights on three. One, two, three. Go, go Knights. Thanks, Haley. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to welcome the boys varsity cross-country team to the, to the uh, spotlight of fall sports. I'm going to have uh, the guys introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some questions. Keaton, you're up first. I'm Keaton Hobart. I'm a senior this year, and this is my third year doing cross-country. I'm Eric Schwab. I'm a junior, and this is my fifth year doing cross-country. 
I'm Jackson Fix. I'm a freshman, and this is my second year doing cross-country. Thanks, guys, for joining me on the podcast this week. Uh, Keen, we'll start with you. Senior year, how important was it that you guys actually are having a season? Let's just jump into that as a senior. I mean, you, you know, obviously – as a junior, you know, you, you weren't able to finish your spring season. Now your last run is in a whack at night. How important was it to you when you heard that there was going to be fall sports that you were going to have a shot to, you know, to put on the uniform here in the fall? It was amazing. I honestly didn't know what sports we were going to be having. So to know I have at least one season this year for my senior year, it's very nice. And you, you know, you've, you've uh, you know, been very active in, in multiple sports over the years. What's different with cross country? Like, what kind of makes that different, special, or challenging for you? Like, what what would be the word you use, and and, and how do you enjoy participating in it? Well, it's mainly a thing like you're alone in your head the entire race. With track and stuff, you ha- you have teammates and stuff always there. But for cross country during your race, there's a lot of times where you could be alone and you're just constantly in your head for three miles, so it can be tough. And uh, Jackson, you know, freshman here, kind of representing, uh, you know, the underclassmen. You know, w- what does it mean to you to be a part of this this great team, and and you know, um, you know, be looking up to these top, you know, really good runners that we have in the program. It's great. I love looking up to them. It, the community is just like a family, and it's so much fun every single day. What what's been the the most challenging part for you? Um, you know, we're we're recording this earlier in the week before we get into uh, the next uh, race, which is on Wednesday. Uh, but you guys have one uh, race at this point under your belt. W- what's been the the toughest challenge, Jackson, getting into the season and then you know after a delay and then jumping into your first race last week? Just like we didn't have we didn't have a lot of time to get through injuries and. It was a lot of stamina that wasn't quite there yet. And Eric, you know, you're, you know, one of the top cross country runners, you know, in in the area. Uh, I've had a lot of success, you know, you know, on this team. Um, you know, last year, uh, you know, just you got a resume that's that, that's pretty impressive. What it, what have you done this past summer and in this fall to hit your first stride here right off the shoot. How have you prepared yourself in the curveball that you've been dealt with? Um, I did my best run as often as I could. I mean, at least getting it in every now and then just so I could, like, keep that endurance part of my routine, like, at least so that way when I got back to the season I wasn't completely dead and at least I could get my legs moving and keep them going for a decent bit of time. So when you're out in out in the front of the pack, like you know, so many times you are, how hard is it to be the pace setter, or to be, or would you rather be chasing someone and then you know take them over, you know, at the end? Like, talk about your race strategy. It's a lot harder to lead the pack. I typically try to stay on the shoulder of the guy that I'm trying to be. I'll just stick to their shoulder the whole race or as long as I can. And then if they start dropping back, I'll break ahead. Or if we get to that final straightaway, I'll start kicking, and hopefully I can do it longer and faster than they can. And uh, Keaton, talk to us about you know what it's like to be you know on Coach Laneberger's squad. I mean, you know, Coach has been around the block. He's you know, speaking of blocks, he's won many blocks as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know what what does it mean you know to have kind of grown up through you know his you know his coaching and and, and being on his team. So what does it mean to you? It means a lot. We are we're all treated like a family on the team. Um, 
And he's just always looking out for us, always asking us how we're doing, making sure if anything's bothering us, we get the help that we need. And Jackson, like, what is it like, you know, kind of new, new guy on the block yourself here, you know, newer, I should say, you know, what, what is it, you know, like for you to kind of, um, you know, kind of break your own path and, 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 you know, kind of, you know, make a, a personal best. I mean, what are some of your goals as a younger uh, guy on the team? I just want a place for our team, help everybody out, and get faster. Do you have a uh, what? What was your personal? Uh, what's your personal best so far? What was your time at your fir- at the first uh, race? Do you remember? I didn't get my time, but I came in seventeenth place. Okay, so I think that you know the important part he's talking about is getting points for the team, and I think that that's that's really what this is all about and it's impressive that he didn't know his time to be able to talk about the PR because he's you know talking about the the team approach I think that's great do you as far as um you know Jackson like any strategy when you run in these races like what's your personal um game plan I like to I I like to stick with a little pack so like I don't have to pace myself I don't like being like in between packs and then I, I try to kick, but I'm not the best at it. <laughs> and then what's the, uh, as far as practice is concerned for you, like what have you enjoyed, you know, working with these older guys, you know, what, what, what really helps you, you know, get better? Just going out on the, on the runs and having fun with, uh, with our group. We have a really good group of guys that go out and run pretty far distance every day. It's great. Now, Eric, you know, this year, uh, let's talk about some of maybe your individual, you know, goals that you have. I mean, having gone, you know, to, you know, to the sectionals and, and have had good, you know, um, uh, success here at the, le- at the league meet last year. Uh, you know, talk to me about kind of what you have your eyes on, you know, this year in uh, 2020. Well, originally I want to get like uh somewhere in the like the mid low 16s more so like mid but with the shorter season i have to think a lot more realistically about that and i'm just aiming for hopefully just below 17 minutes that's great now when when i when you hear the word like mckenzie uh haywood i mean like when, when you hear some of those types of names what have those guys you know what's their legacy been to you in this program uh, it's been a bit of an inspiration, like, seeing the times they have. I just want to make my name among those. Nice. Now, Keaton, talk to me about what's your favorite course. So, I mean, you've seen a lot of courses over the years. Like, like where do you like to run the best? And, and, and like, for you personally, like, what's your favorite event, race, location? Personally, mine would be McQuaid because every year there's so many people. You can feel the ground shaking right off the beginning, and it's just a fun, wacky course to run on. Yeah, the McQuaid invited, I believe, and I, you know, Coach will, will, will fix me if I'm wrong here after the fact, but I believe that's one of the oldest, if not the oldest, invites in the country mm-hmm. um, you know, for high school, and it's uh, one of the biggest, obviously, here in, in this neck of the woods. Uh, how about you, Eric? Where's your favorite uh, course, race uh, that you like to get into? Um, it might be a bit, what's the word? I don't know. Uh, but our home course here at Leroy, um, I guess simply because I've got my fastest time here. Yeah. It's in, and, and the course is the course here. I, I really like it because, you know, you kind of do that double loop, you know, which in some courses you don't do that. 
Um, and then you have the exciting finish up the hill. And I think, you know, we've seen a lot of great dramatic finishes on that turn. Uh, you know, in the past, you know, huge crowds, you know, along the way there. And to make that turn and get up there is, uh, yeah, it, it's a great finish. And, you know, Coach brings out the cannons uh, from time to time, too, for the start. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great running here. How about you, Jackson? What's, uh, what, what's a course you like? I also like our own course. I like how we can we know every single route, every single rock, and we can outplay the opponents. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Eric, what's a good practice for you guys? So, you know, I've seen you guys do, you know, do a lot of things at the tree. You know, you're obviously running the, the course. You're running off campus. Like, you know, what's, what's the best type of practice that you guys run through, um, you know, to prepare yourself? Um, I'd have to say some of our speed workouts. We'll go and run in one of the cemeteries here in town and uh for each cemetery it differs because the path system there but we've got these snake routes that go through them that lead back to the start and it's just go out there run the loop as fast as you can and we'll normally do it seven times something like that and then you can take one off if you need to nice yeah, I definitely would like to get into one of those practices myself. It's uh, you guys seem to really burn some great cows and build build muscle in those in those speed workouts for sure. Last question, Keaton. You know, talk about just you know you're part of obviously track and field as well, uh, indoor. I mean, like talk about you know I I look at the cross country you know um, and and these teams. It's such a mosh pit of of different types of kids. You know, I mean, there's kids you know, that, that maybe have left another sport or just, you know, wanted to do something different or wanted to do something for their body. You know, like, how cool is it to be a part of a team that has such a diverse group of people? It's amazing because you got people, all different types of people just coming together, mainly for the family because we all treat each other like a family. We're all very close. A lot of people don't come for the running because running can be very hard, but just seeing the connection between everyone on the team yeah that's that's awesome it's well said and i appreciate you guys coming on the podcast this week i wish you nothing but the best uh and you know we're excited to get out there and uh get some good pictures of you see uh you know get some of those prs and get some points for the team so uh appreciate your time and thanks for coming on the podcast thank you thanks for having us All right, next up on the podcast this week, uh, we're excited to uh, start spotlighting our new uh, teachers this year. We have a handful of new teachers, so I'll be looking in upcoming uh, episodes uh, of the spotlight of new teachers. This week, I'm excited to bring on our new special ed teacher, uh, Spencer Flint, uh, who works with our 10th grade uh, special ed students and also works with some of our other students in junior high as well. So, uh, Mr. Flint, welcome to the podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be on the pod. So, uh, Mr. Flint is a Hornell grad and uh, comes from a, a big family of, of teachers. So, we're going to talk about that. But first, you know, we've been here, it's our fifth week here. Talk to us about, you know, your, uh, you know, your changeover here to being in a whack at night and, and, and how things are going for you so far. Yeah, I think, you know, the first, the first five weeks, you know, with everything going on, especially all the new COVID protocols, 
you know, it's been interesting to kind of see the adjustment of, of the teachers as well as the students. So it's kind of, you know, we're all kind of working through this and, and, you know, changing things, you know, day by day just to, to kind of accommodate to the new system, how everything's going. So, um, but other than that, I mean, the first five weeks, I think the kids have adapted really well uh, to, to everything that's been presented. Um, and really, I mean, you know, pushing into to some of these other classes, I, I can't say enough about the teachers here that, you know, they're providing so many different avenues for this for the students to, you know, learn the work or maybe they need some reinforcing. So, you know, there's been so many different avenues from, from all the teachers that I've seen, you know, to help these kids out during this, you know, special time, I, you know, is the easiest way to put it. Yeah, no, that's that's great. And, and Mr. Flint is, uh, like I said, working at the tenth grade level predominantly. Um, also working at, at the eighth grade level, and he's a he's a unique special ed teacher because a lot of special ed teachers are not also you know certified in science. He's certified in, in not only in science but in chemistry. So um, talk to us about your love of chemistry and science, and, and you know kind of you know why you pursued that that uh, that route as well. Yeah, so I think the easiest way to, to explain it is my dad worked uh, at Kodak and so did my mom. So they both they both worked at Kodak and then um, eventually my dad moved uh, and he got a job at the state. So he kind of left the science, a little bit of the science behind. But my mom eventually uh, went and got her teaching degree in chemistry. So she, she taught chemistry at Hornell. She's still teaching chemistry in Hornell. Um, so that was really the main thing. You know, I, I kind of always had science around me. Um, you know, my mom was always doing something with chemistry, doing some sort of experiment. So um, with that, you know, I think, you know, kind of going into, um, you know, with with uh, my mom and my dad kind of moving around and then, you know, in the different fields of science, it kind of just opened my mind to, you know, all the different things that science can, can bring you. So, um, you know, kind of going through school, Working through school, I always enjoyed every science class I was in, but I, uh, I develop a special affinity for chemistry. I don't know, you know, a lot of people will ask you, you know, they either don't like it or they, or they like it. There's really no in-between with chemistry, but it's something I always enjoyed, you know, and, and learn about the, the different phenomena, you know, actually, you know, when you're in the class and then being able to apply it outside of class, that was really, um, that was really important for me. So. Um, I then moved to, I then went to college at UB and actually I started out as a physical therapy major. Uh, just realized that just wasn't, wasn't my thing. So I kind of, I kind of went back towards chemistry and it was just always something that I always liked. I always enjoyed. And, uh, I figured that was, that was the way to go. And, you know, lo and behold, I'm here now. Yeah, absolutely. Now you talked about your mom. She's you know, a, a, a veteran teacher at Hornell. Uh, talk about just did you have her a, as a teacher? And you know, I, I you know my dad was my principal in high school, so I think we're in the same cloth there. Uh, you know, you had your mom, you know, like directly. So talk about just how you know that experience was of walking in and and seeing mom in the classroom. Yeah, so my mom teaches both chemistry and they offer AP chemistry in Hornell. So I had the pleasure of having her for two years, um, which was interesting. But, um, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know, I was driving to school with my mom and then I, you know, walk into her class. So she knows exactly pretty much what's going on behind the scenes and everything like that. But um, I'm kind of... Uh, 
I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, so <laughs> let me ask you this. What did you call her in class? So yes, there were definitely uh, definitely slips with with mom for the first first few weeks, um, <laughs> you know. And I think I think the other students obviously they know I'm her son, so you know they got used to it, and it, it would always slip here or there. But um, as far as her and how she treated me, you know, sometimes you, you get the you get people saying that she may you know afford special treatment or what whatnot, but. I can firmly tell you that um, she was the exact opposite. So any homework, anything I didn't do, and that goes that goes right along with any of the other classes I was in. So whether it was Spanish or whether it was math, you know, there was always somebody that you know if I wasn't doing exactly what I was supposed to, they would uh, they would uh, have a nice hotline phone call with my mom, and uh, <laughs> let's just say it would get addressed pretty quickly, right? <laughs> it's a definitely a short leash situation. So yeah. the, the other connection that you have uh, with, with the Knights is our uh, senior high counselor, Mr. Austin Dwyer, uh, who happened to you know, grow up with you in Hornell, uh, and you, know, you guys went to the same uh, school many years, uh, and, and it's uh, you know, pretty cool to see you know, two uh, you know, childhood friends now back together at, you know, at, at the pro level here as professionals. So, mm-hmm. you know, talk to us about, you know, what it means to work, you know, be back with Mr. Dwyer here and, and you know, maybe a, a cool story about the two of you guys uh, growing up. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, it, you know, I've known Austin since, you know, I was, you know, pretty much I can remember. So even before we met in school, um, you know, we would be uh, with our, you know, our grandparents or a relative down at the, the local KFC kind of messing around, you know, doing whatever we would do. And actually a funny story is, and my grandpa always likes to tell it, so my grandpa, um, you know, managed the KFC for a little while. Uh, what happened was me and Austin decided to go on our own little adventure in that, in that place and uh, somehow, some way, I still don't know how, we locked ourselves in a little corridor so after about 30, 40 minutes, uh, I guess my grandpa was like, you know, where are these, where are these kids? Uh, and he walked around and he, he heard us banging on the door and carrying on and just thought we weren't ever going to get out. So that's, that's one of the funny stories is uh, we eventually got out. And I, that might have been the point where we, we, we bonded and we created that, that lifelong friendship. So, you know, I went through, uh, went through high school with him. He's always been one of my one of my really close friends, one of my best friends, and and you know the interesting part about that is, you know even when we graduated from high school, we were always in constant contact throughout the past, you know it's been ten years now, so we were always meeting up, hanging out, uh, come seeing each other at Alfred and and UB, so it's kind of continued on, and you know I've got nothing but good things to say about about Austin. He's a consummate professional he 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 puts in all for everything he does so um you know that that's that's it's an interesting thing you know and to finally be back here and and have it all culminate together and and to be working with him really you know as closely as i am it, it it's, at times it feels surreal but <laughs> you know it's it, it's nice to have somebody familiar you know, with you and something you can kind of, someone you can bounce off ideas and you can you kind of discuss some of the, you know, some of the details that, that you really get into when you become a professional, you know, um, a professional teacher or a counselor or things like that. So it's been interesting. It's been, it's been great having him here. Um, 
And yeah, I can't I can't really say anything better about him. He's a great great guy. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. Now uh, we'll finish up with kind of you know what what do you look forward to you know to doing here at Leroy? You know, obviously we're in different times. We're we're not going to have nor, you know normal homecoming or you know go to a bunch of games. But you know, what are some things that you know that that you want to you know get your staple on here at Leroy and and really kind of you know roll up the sleeves with? Well, I think the the biggest thing from 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 my point of view is I'm not able to see the student body all as one yet. So you know you do have that, you know that being in play right now. But you know when everything hopefully gets back to normal as soon as possible, you know I can't wait to you know to see the students together as a whole. You know to be you know communicating to go to these events, to go to sporting events, to go to um, you know some of the plays. Uh, things like that, some of the band stuff. So I really, you know, enjoy, you know, going out and and being somebody in the community that that you know supports the program, supports sports, supports you know everything about Leroy. So, you know, I think moving forward, I think the biggest thing with is just to see everybody, you know, and see the community, and um, you know, being able to see the student body kind of communicate all together and, and have them in all one grouping. And I think, you know, being able to, to inject myself in those situations, I think that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to because right now, you know, as everybody knows, it's kind of, uh, you know, I kind of come here and I'm not able to really go to these events just because of the, the limit that they have on, on who gets to come. But, you know, those are the, those are, that's the main thing I really look forward to is just, you know, immerse myself in the community and, and start, you know, showing up at the, some of these events. Um, so that's really what I'm excited for. I'm ready, really ready to go. Uh, really excited about, about really everything here. So I can't thank, you know, the staff, the teachers enough for, for helping me kind of smoothly transition into this, um, you know, crazy model we have here, <laughs> just because, you know, it's every, it's different for everybody. So, you know, the way they've handled me being new and with their, you know, they're dealing with all these new things as well. You know, it's been nothing, nothing but great things. And I can't thank everybody enough, honestly. Awesome. Well, we're pumped to have you here, and uh, it's great to have a little uh, Hornell pipeline. We also, you know, uh, you know, Megan Lowe uh, Bonacquisti, uh, Mrs. Lowe's daughter, is a is a Leroy grad and now teaching at Hornell. So we're kind of trading, uh, you know, trading alumni back and forth. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and uh, you know, get to know uh, Mr. Flint here. Don't don't hesitate to stop by, see him in his room, see him in the hallway, and uh, you know, just a, another great professional that we've added here to our team. So thanks for taking time and coming on the podcast. Yep, no problem. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week, I got to go to two picks. Um, tough, to, uh, tough to pick one, but I'm going to go with our post on National School Lunch Week a uh, video that I put together kind of celebrating all the great efforts that our cafe staff does each and every day here in Awakening Country uh, for our nights. They are top-notch in everything that they do and preparing just unbelievable meals uh, for our nights, and it's just a great, great team. So I want to give them a shout-out. Also wanted to, uh, you know, we had her on a guest uh, this uh, in this podcast is Haley Conover. And uh, I want to, you know, have you check out her video if you haven't yet. 
um, on our social media that we posted on October 14th, kind of highlighting uh, the efforts that we're looking to uh, renew next week with our night serve for homecoming and bringing in can tabs. So get as many can tabs as you can throughout the community. Let's get over 10,000 next week uh, for her and for uh, Hearts for Haley. And uh, let's bring that hope uh, during this time. Thanks for tuning in to Awaka Night Country. We are excited for homecoming week next week. I hope that everyone has a great weekend. And thanks for tuning in to Awaka Night Country. As always, go Knights.